From Georgia Public Broadcasting, this is Battleground Ballot Box. I'm Stephen Fowler. Last month, hundreds of Georgia's elections officials gathered in Athens for training, camaraderie, and preparations for the busy year ahead. Please take advantage of networking with your fellow election officials. This is a great way in which you can pick up on valuable information and new ideas. Since the last time we checked in with the Georgia Association of Voter Registration and Elections Officials last fall, many things have changed. Several election officials have stepped down, citing stress and a toxic 2020 election. Because of that, there's an influx of new people joining the ranks of poll workers, board members, and staff. I would say that we probably got as many first-time attendants as we do all of the others put together, so that tells us something. Along with new people, there are new voting rules and procedures that must be followed with precision. And I'll tell you that one of the things that I love about elections is that you feel like you're starting a new job all the time. It's never boring, right? This week, we take a temperature check on the people who make our elections run. Georgia's DBHDD has an urgent health warning. One of every 10 counterfeit pills contain fentanyl, a powerful and very deadly drug. Pills from friends or dealers are unsafe, and one pill can cause an overdose. More info at opioidresponse.info. Could I have your attention, please? Would you please be seated so that we can start with our next topic and presenter, please? The Classic Center in Athens is a bustling convention hall just off the campus of the University of Georgia. It's late March, just a couple months before the May 24th primary, and more than 500 of the state's elections officials, including supervisors, staff, and board members, are wrapping up three days of training before the frenzy of primary preparations begin in earnest. Republican Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger, who is running for re-election, just finished addressing the group, praising their, quote, tremendous work in 2020 in the face of a pandemic, harassment, and growing mistrust of the voting process. And also, this is one of the things that I know is probably a challenge for you, because you are as honest as the day is long. But right now, there's not a lot of trust. And you say, why isn't there? I know these people, I know them at church. I know them from my, my kids when they played baseball or basketball. And there just doesn't seem to be a lot of you know, trust. But what I would tell you and what I'd encourage you is whenever you have people that come inside your poll uh, workers or poll monitors, please make sure you explain, explain, and explain so that they understand exactly what's going on. The theme of this year's conference is Election Superheroes, Protecting Our Democracy. And those in attendance just might need a dose of superpowers in 2022. At last year's gathering on Jekyll Island, many local officials were still reeling from the bruising 2020 election. The level of institutional knowledge that we're losing because of the state either directly or indirectly with not defending election workers is uh, creating an atmosphere of mistrust, not just around the elections process, but around elections uh, workers themselves. But this year, this time, things felt different. Some of it came from a fresh sea of new faces that have against all odds or better judgment, one could say, joined the professional side of elections. 
Dorothy Glisson of Screven County, head of the Georgia Association of Voter Registrations and Elections Officials Group, has a little exercise to show the Secretary of State who's in attendance. For, for Brad's information, I would like to ask you all to do this for me. The first time attendees, please stand. When people rise to their feet, it's obvious grizzled veterans of election administration are few and far between. In fact, Glisson says, I would say that we probably got as many first-time attendees as we do all of the others put together. So that tells us something. But Brad, Technically, it's Deidre Collins' second conference since she went to training last fall, very soon after being sworn into the Henry County Elections Board in Atlanta's southern suburbs. Then and now, she was surprised at the sheer volume of things elections workers do that the average voter never sees. I was inundated with so much information and how much detail that is involved in the elections process. To the public, you go in, you want to um, cast your vote, and you want to be able to do that as simple as possible to exercise your right. And I know majority of the public, like myself, was totally unaware of all the processes that are involved in carrying out the election, how much work is involved. But it did not surprise me the integrity of the people who work in this department. Henry County has an experienced election supervisor, plenty of staff and polling places, and few of the issues that have plagued other parts of the state. But even so, it's still a lot to manage between local redistricting, a transition to a new voter registration system, candidate qualifying, and other never-ending tasks. I was quickly made aware of how the workers who work in elections, how they actually felt and, um, and all the pressures that they felt from being a part of it. But seeing how they felt in my entering into um, this area, I actually felt for them and understood the feelings that they experienced going through it. But it did not intimidate me, it did not scare me, and it didn't really um, deter me or make me think twice about being a part of this process. These everyday election superheroes like Collins don't do their jobs for the money, board members don't get paid, and supervisors don't get paid enough fame or to manipulate the election outcomes. They're everyday people, like retired teacher Mary Kay Clyburn, a new election board member in Morgan County. I have always firmly believed that everybody who possibly can should vote. Clyburn has been more involved than your average person, serving as a poll worker and manager and volunteering with a League of Women Voters. But after local legislation remade the elections board and opened up several vacancies last year, something prompted her to take that next step. Number one, I was always taught you can't complain if you don't do something, if you don't do something to try to fix it. So this was my chance. It also didn't hurt that she saw the impacts that false claims of voter fraud had firsthand. People I knew people in my family talking about what they thought was possible election fraud. And I said, you're saying I do that. I'm a poll worker. Do you think I would do that? And they'd be like, well, no, not you. Elections boards are a big deal in Georgia. They're in the legal driver's seat when it comes to things, given power to certify results, hear voter challenges, and like Clyburn saw firsthand earlier this year, choose polling locations. 
She was the lone no vote against a plan to shutter two little used small voting locations in her rural county and said that experience, plus the three-day training sessions she finished, were eye-opening about what goes into a never-ending list of things to do that make elections run. Even though I thought I was knowledgeable about the process, there are so many things I didn't know. I wish there was a way to help the public see some of that. All of the work, all of the different systems that are in place, the checks, the double checks, the triple checks, that's pretty cool. While many Republicans locally and nationally continue to question Joe Biden's victory and the thrice-counted results in Georgia, these local officials are quietly toiling in the background to make elections run smoothly. And they are now taking a more active role in trying to regain the trust of voters who've been influenced by disinformation often spread by politicians. Clyburn says being a member of the local elections board is also about serving her community. And having people that are, that are interested, that can be unbiased, that are going to do the very best they can, that can support their election director, that can support their election workers, that can help the public feel more comfortable again, I guess, or have more confidence in us. That's, that's part of it. Throughout the week, Georgia's elections officials have received refreshers on new absentee ballot rules, how to finish out local redistricting to ensure voters are assigned to the right districts, and encouraging reminders to double and triple check processes to show their work, as state election director Blake Evans said. You guys ran a daggum good election in 2020, and you're going to keep doing it. But we got to make sure that we have the evidence to show we did it. I have confidence that you're going to do it, but we got to make sure that we have the evidence and that we're ready to present the evidence as to why we do it, because we will be asked and we will be challenged by members of the public. The tone of the conference was clearly more optimistic than the last gathering in the fall, and the influx of new workers brought an infectious spirit that, after making it through 2020, anything is possible. While longtime veterans serve as a wealth of institutional knowledge, younger people like Tyrell Golden are stepping up and stepping in to lead the future generations of voting professionals. There's just a big, you know, turnover in leadership in elections, just like I'm sure there are in other industries. And so it's just the time now for my generation and even the ones after me and older than me to step up into these positions uh, because without voting in elections, I don't see how the democracy would carry on. He's 28, the registrar manager in Clayton County, and is optimistic while preparing for the midterms. Well, and uh, you know, that's the part of the elections. You're, you're, you're kind of never really ready <laughs> because something is always changing, you know, just as even in the 2020 election, how we had things uh, with the ABM processes to change during the middle of the election. You just have to, you always stay on ready, to be honest. 2020 was a struggle for elections officials, but Golden sees a silver lining that his colleagues can take away. I think it has brought a lot of attention to one of the processes that are important and essential to our democracy. Um, if anything, the silver lining would be improvement on processes, improvement on um, recruiting competent and qualified individuals in the election office, and just to overall improve the processes. That's he also said it's a reminder to bring extra patience if things aren't flawless or there's bumps along the way.
You know, the people that are there from 6 a.m. till midnight, you know, every day for two or three months straight um, are the same people you see every day at church, <laughs> the same people you see at the grocery store. So I just think, you know, it's important to, to extend grace because at the end of the day, everyone is just there to complete their job, to do so accurately and within constitutional statutes. A recent Brennan Center survey finds there's a need for more people like Tyrell Golden, Mary Kay Clyburn, and Deidre Collins to join the ranks sooner than later. 20% of local elections officials polled say they are unlikely to continue serving through the 2024 election cycle. For those that are left and are new to the fold, Dorothy Glisson with the Georgia Association of Voter Registration and Elections Officials offered this fitting prayer to see them through. Lord, when we are confused, guide us. When we become weary, energize us. When we feel burned out, infuse us with the light of the Holy Spirit. May the work that we do and the way we do it bring faith, joy, and a smile to all that we come in contact with each and every day. Battleground Ballot Box from Georgia Public Broadcasting is produced by me, Stephen Fowler. Our editor is Josephine Bennett. Our engineers are Jake Cook and Jesse Neiswanger, who also wrote our theme music. You can subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or anywhere you get podcasts. Thanks for listening.